Procrastination is not a time management problem, but it's an emotional management problem. You don't need to manage your time better to stop procrastinating. You need to manage your emotions. Welcome to Is This All There Is? The podcast for high-achieving women who have checked all the boxes and are left feeling overwhelmed, unfulfilled, and stuck. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ryan Fear, and in each episode, we'll use principles of cognitive psychology, feminist theory, and expert mindset coaching to help you build the confidence and clarity you need to accomplish whatever it is you want, even if you don't yet know what that is. Hey, everybody, how is it going? Welcome to Is This All There Is? Episode 10. I am so excited that we are at our 10th episode. It's so fun. If you've been listening to the podcast and finding it helpful, I would love it if you would, number one, share it with a friend or someone that you think would enjoy it, (laughs) even if they aren't a friend. And B, I don't know if I just said number one or A, but anyway, the second thing I would love for you to do is go into whatever platform you're listening on and give it a review because it would be super fun if more people could access this content. All right. So usually I record my podcasts over the weekend. It just like Sunday in particular, I have some quiet time in the morning before my family gets going. And that's a nice time for me to sit down and record some thoughts for you. But this weekend wasn't really doing much, including recording my podcast. And then I have some time on Monday. Didn't do it yesterday. And today is Tuesday as I'm recording this, and it's due to my podcast producer. So here I am recording my podcast. Guess what this week's topic is? Procrastination. (laughs) So every day I speak with people who want to stop procrastinating, but they just don't know how. It's one of kind of the biggest flaws my clients see within themselves is their inability to stop procrastinating. When they get a new project at work, at first they're excited, but when it comes time to do it, they just can't get started. There's so many other things to do, like scroll through Facebook, have a snack, fold socks. Then as the due date gets closer, panic sets in and they get to work. And I know some of you even believe that you do your best work under pressure, but that's simply not true. You're just motivated by the fear of not completing the project on time rather than the fear of actually doing it. So I want you to think back over the course of your working career, your school career. Has there ever been a time where you didn't procrastinate? And what was different, if anything? Because procrastination throws you into an unnecessary emotional spin cycle of procrastination and stress. You end up having to spend late nights at the computer working, which is time that could be spent with friends and family or doing something that you love. You give up sleep in order to get work done. You snap at your partners and kids because you've put so much pressure on yourself to get the work done in a short amount of time. But that's so unnecessary. Here's the bottom line. 
If you don't get the habit of procrastination under control, the emotional roller coaster will only get worse. You know this. You've been procrastinating for decades and you haven't been able to fix it. But it doesn't have to be this way. While most high-achieving women struggle with procrastination, a small handful are able to beat it. They're able to manage their thinking and get work done without the drama. Imagine being able to show up at work knowing you can handle whatever comes up that day, regardless of the fires that you have to put out. Imagine finishing work with enough time to spend with your family at the end of the day and not have to go back to work after the kids go to bed. Imagine having more energy without the mental stress caused by rushing to meet a deadline. It's 100% possible. So many things are possible. (laughs) Beating procrastination is one of them. So here's what we're going to cover in the podcast today. What actually causes procrastination? Why you think you work best under a deadline and why that's not true? And a tool to identify why you procrastinate? And then finally, how to stop procrastinating? Plus, if you listen through to the end, I'm going to give you a free gift. Yay, gift! So procrastination is an avoidant behavior. But what is it that we're actually avoiding? We think we're avoiding the work that we need to do. But really what we're avoiding is the negative emotion that comes with actually doing the thing that we decided to do. We're avoiding the self-criticism that comes, the negative self-talk that comes along for the ride when we decide to do something. So I'll give you an example. This weekend, I am going to be presenting a series of workshops for an organization called Another Mother Runner. You might be familiar with them. They're awesome. It is basically a network of women um, started by a woman that I used to row with, I used to do crew with, and a friend of hers to support people who identify as moms and who run. (laughs) And so they have all sorts of great training plans. They have a blog. They have a pod. All sorts of support for women, people who identify as women who want to get out and run. And so I am doing a workshop for them this weekend. They're doing a retreat in Portland on confidence and building confidence and sustaining confidence, which, as you know, is one of my favorite topics of all time. Have I finished this workshop yet? Nope. But I'm pretty proud of myself because, A, I have an outline prepared, and B, I've set up the easel that I'll be using for my, what do you call it, flip chart. So... The workshops this weekend, I'm recording this on a Tuesday, and my brain's like, oh, you have plenty of time. But I also feel some anxiety about not having it done yet. And that anxiety isn't caused by not having the workshop done yet. The anxiety is caused by my thoughts, because your thoughts create your feelings. And the thoughts I have are, you're not going to know what to say, you're going to screw it up. People aren't going to understand what you're talking about. My brain loves that one. My brain always goes into people aren't going to understand what you're talking about. And so instead of digging in and really letting myself have those thoughts and letting them be there and not making them a problem, I avoid the project altogether. Because by not thinking about it, then I don't have to have those thoughts that cause me stress. So that's what procrastinate is, my friend. Procrastinate. <laughs> I invented a new drug. It's to help you stop procrastinating. It's called procrastin. Anyway, 
that's what procrastination is. It's not avoiding the project. It's avoiding the negative thoughts and feelings that you have about the project. So let's see. Going back to my notes because I don't want to miss anything here. So maybe you're frustrated by your own procrastination but can't seem to stop. Maybe you're ignoring piles of paper. You have an unused gym membership. You have an unwritten book in the back of your mind. Or maybe you're ignoring some more important things like uh, scheduling a colonoscopy. That's one that I'm procrastinating on. <laughs> that might be too much information. So why do we do it? There are three primary reasons that we procrastinate. Number one, we want to avoid pain. That's how we're wired. Your brain is actually wired to avoid pain and stress. We don't want to be rejected. We don't want to fail. We don't want the pain that comes with actually doing what we know that we have to do. And a lot of the time, it's something that we want to do. I have a lot of clients who want to write a book, and I think that's so awesome. I want to write a book too. So it's something that they want to do, but they can't make themselves sit down to write it. We'll get to strategies here in a minute. Going to the gym is painful. Reaching out to people for our business is scary. Tackling that pile of paperwork in the corner is daunting. Our brains don't like pain. Our brains don't like suffering. So your brain is going to actually try to convince you to not do the work because it associates that work with suffering. The problem is, in the long run, you create way more pain for yourself than necessary. And the compound effect of all those painful negative emotions is not worth the temporary relief you get from procrastinating. Procrastination is not a time management problem, but an emotional management problem. I'm going to say that again because it's super important. Procrastination is not a time management problem, but it's an emotional management problem. You don't need to manage your time better to stop procrastinating. You need to manage your emotions. The antidote for this is to feel the temporary pain that comes with getting to work. It's not easy, but it gets way easier with practice, and I'm going to give you a couple tools to help you practice that. Another reason we procrastinate is we don't have a clear goal of what we're trying to accomplish. We've told ourselves we don't know what we want, and our brains believe us. Confusion is an unnecessary emotion. It's an emotion that never gets you anywhere. Our brains would rather avoid the hard stuff, so it will keep us believing that we don't even know what we really want. The antidote for this is to set a clear goal and write it down. That gives your brain irrefutable Let me try that again. Irrefutable proof that you actually do know what you want. Number three, even when we have a clear goal, we don't know what to do next. We don't have a system for our lives that keeps us on track. So when we wake up in the morning, we have this vague sense that we should do something, but we don't know what to do, so we procrastinate. This is 100% me in my previous job as an assistant principal. I would get into work. It would be quiet. It would be before students and teachers got there. I would have a whole to-do list, but I didn't have any concrete things that I needed to accomplish within that first first like half an hour of the morning. So I'd check email <laughs> and I'd spin my wheels and I'd get frustrated. And then suddenly teachers and students would start showing up and my day would begin. So you need a concrete plan for what you're going to accomplish. 
The worst part about procrastinating is how we feel when we're in this self-sabotage cycle. We feel so much guilt and shame and other negative emotions, and those emotions only serve to keep us stuck in the cycle. The word procrastination, fun fact, comes from the Latin procrastinare, which means to put off until tomorrow, and the ancient Greek word akrasia. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, so any ancient Greek scholars out there, please let me know means doing something against our better judgment. So we know better, so why can't we fix it? That self-awareness is a key part of why procrastinating makes us feel so rotten. When we procrastinate, we're not only aware that we're avoiding the task, but also that we shouldn't be avoiding it, and yet we do it anyway. Procrastination is essentially irrational, so why do we keep doing it? It doesn't make sense to do something you know is going to have negative consequences. One of the major reasons we procrastinate is fear. Fear of not doing it right, fear of not getting it done, fear of what other people will think of our work. So I want you to think about a project that you've been procrastinating on and which one of those three resonates. Do you have fear of not doing it right? which might be because you haven't exactly defined what the project is, so you don't know what the success criteria is? Do you have a fear of not actually getting it done? Or do you have a fear of what other people will think of the outcome? Now, this is usually the point where you're probably thinking, but I do my best work at the last minute. You may think that's true, But what I want you to entertain is that you actually have developed the skill of doing what you think is your best work at the last minute because you've had to. That's a coping mechanism of procrastination. Pretty much every procrastinator I've ever met is like, but I do my best work at the last minute. No, you've trained yourself to do work at the last minute, but I'm going to argue that it's probably not your best work. I know that's particularly true of myself is that when I wait until the last minute and just get it done, I feel that rush of, I don't know if it's serotonin or endorphins or whatever chemical it is, whatever happy, feel good brain chemical it is. But my brain is like, yes, we're done. We did it. We defied the odds. And that feels amazing. But that doesn't mean it's my best work. What's really happening is that you've trained yourself to work right up against a deadline, and that feels good to get it done. But what if you could actually do your best work with a little more time and a little more ease? So you may think you work best under a deadline because the anxiety about not getting it done right or worrying about what other people will think causes you to put off the task. But then... The fear about the deadline and not getting it done overtakes the fear about the work and the quality of the work. And then the only way to avoid the deadline is to do the work or to avoid missing the deadline is to do the work. So it's like your brain switches from one fear to another when you procrastinate until the last minute. You start off being worried about getting it wrong or what other people will think. And then as you get closer to the deadline, that fear switches over to worrying about not getting it done at all, which causes you to power through and get it done. The reason you procrastinate is to avoid the anxiety about the work by avoiding doing the work. But when the deadline becomes pressing, the only way to get away from the deadline 
is to do the work. So procrastination is actually a coping mechanism for dealing with fear. Procrastination is all about making us feel better in the short term versus getting the task done in the long term. So the best way to stop procrastinating is to work through the thoughts that are creating the anxiety about your work. In the stop criticism, stop, what did I decide to call it? Stop constant self-criticism. I went back and forth on the title. Anyway, it's a five-day challenge. We're doing it right now. In five days, the people enrolled will feel significantly less self-criticism or notice significantly less self-criticism. And I taught them a tool yesterday called the Thought Download, which helps us really become aware of our thoughts. So when you notice yourself procrastinating, write down all the thoughts that are coming up for you about that project. You'll probably get to a few that are around the idea of, I'm afraid I won't do it right. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do. Or other people aren't going to like it. I'm afraid of what other people will think. Your thoughts are probably around those themes. So the best way to work through the procrastination is to A, identify those thoughts that are coming up that are running in the background that are keeping you feeling stuck and afraid and realize that none of your thoughts are true. Even if you're thinking about Even if you're thinking thoughts like, I'm not smart enough to write this. Even if I am, what will people think of it? Writing is so hard. What if I screw it up? What if everybody hates it? Even if you're thinking those thoughts, it doesn't mean those are true. Just because you have this subconscious inner monologue always going on that's telling you that you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're not doing enough, that doesn't mean it's true. It's just thoughts. But your brain wants to get away from those thoughts and the anxiety they produce. And so the reward it gets is you not doing the work because you associate the work with that negativity and that anxiety. So the solution isn't time management or productivity hacks. It's managing your mind around the task. So here's an exercise you can do. Make a list of the types of work or types of tasks that you usually procrastinate on. You may have a theme. For each one, write why you procrastinate on it by answering these questions. Why am I scared to work on this? What do I fear will happen? And what is the worst case scenario here? I'll say those questions again. Why am I scared to work on this? What do I fear will happen? And what is the worst case scenario here? Now, spoiler alert. Your answers to those questions are all thoughts, and all thoughts are optional. And they're the reason for the results we get in life. I teach all of my clients a self-coaching model to help them understand the impact of their thoughts on the results they're getting or not getting, and how to create new thoughts on purpose in order to get new results. So once you've identified the thoughts and the mental blocks you have against getting the project done... The second step is to remember that what gets scheduled gets done. So for any project that you have, you probably have heard the advice to break it down into smaller tasks. That helps with the resistance that shows up as, I don't know what to do. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what to do. 
So break the project down into smaller tasks, ideally tasks that you can do in like 20 to 30 minutes. Then for each of these tasks, I want you to put them in your calendar at a specific time on your calendar in 20 to 30 minute increments because what gets scheduled gets done. Now, here's what I want you to know. Here's why productivity hacks don't work. Here's why time management doesn't work is because even if you have the task in your calendar, when that task comes up, when the time comes to do the task, your brain is going to resist it because again, the task is associated with negative emotions and negative thoughts and your brain doesn't like that. So anticipate that your brain is going to resist it. This is how I help my clients write books is they schedule a minimum amount of time to write that they'll feel like they can get some work done. Usually that's 20 to 30 minutes. And then schedule it in their calendar. And then just know that when that calendar reminder pops up, your brain's going to be like, I would rather do anything but sit and write right now. That's not a problem. That's just what your brain does. Your brain doesn't want to feel negative emotions. So here's the solution to that is when the task comes up in your calendar and you feel that resistance, A, don't make it a problem, and B, you don't have to do the task, but you don't get to do anything else. So if your task is something that involves sitting at the computer, when that time comes up, you have to sit at your computer. You don't have to write or do whatever the task is, but you don't get to do anything else. You don't get to clean. You don't get to scroll through Facebook. You do nothing. I call that butt in the seat time. Because eventually what happens is that resistance dissipates and you get so bored that you start doing the thing anyway. So if you can hold yourself to that, if you can break your project down into smaller chunks, if you can get those smaller tasks on the calendar, know that your brain will resist them when the time comes up to do it and just sit and you don't have to do the task, but you don't get to do anything else. That usually overcomes so many obstacles to getting stuff done. The biggest piece of the equation, and this is something that takes time and it helps to have a coach who can help you pinpoint the thoughts that are holding you back. But the biggest antidote to perfectionism is self-trust. Because if you trust yourself to do what you say you're going to do, there'll be so much less resistance when the time comes to do it. And also the second component of self-trust is not beating yourself up no matter what. So if you have a constant practice of self-trust of not beating up, then you're not going to go down that road so much of what if I screw it up? What if I get it wrong? What if everybody hates it? Because you trust yourself to not beat yourself up no matter what happens. So you could have an epic fail. You could bomb the presentation. You could bomb the interview. You could actually write the book and everybody hates it because <laughs> I know that's what your brain's thinking anyway. Those things could potentially happen. But if you commit to not beating yourself up, if you commit to being kind to yourself no matter what, then your brain has nothing to fear. That's something that we can dig into a little bit deeper in a further episode. So if you're ready to learn how to stop procrastinating, how to stop feeling so overwhelmed, unfulfilled, and anxious all of the time, and to really create a new chapter in your life based on feeling purposeful, 
calm, and confident, I would love to explore working together. There are a couple of ways we can do this. There's my signature group coaching program, Metamorphosis, where we learn all about how to feel better without changing anything external in your life. So without quitting your job, leaving your partner, burning it all to the ground, you can learn to feel better by managing your thoughts and emotions and then creating something new and amazing from that. You can apply to Metamorphosis on my webpage, amandaryanfear.com. Click on Work With Me and follow the links to the Metamorphosis webpage. There also will be a link in the show notes. Or if you're ready for some more one-on-one support, I do have a couple of private coaching opportunities um, for us to work together. One-on-one for a more bespoke I love that word. Experience with your own particular struggles and challenges and goals. You can sign up for a consultation call. We can talk all about where you are, where you'd like to go, and how I can help you achieve those goals. Even if you aren't 100% sure what they look like yet, your goal might just be to feel better. You can get on my calendar to talk at amandaryanfear.com. That's www.amandaranfear.com backslash consultation. There will also be a link to that in the show notes. In general, if you are ready to stop feeling like you're overwhelmed all the time, you are not fulfilled, and you're just feeling anxious and worried, and you're ready to create this next chapter of your life with calm and confidence and purpose, would love to help you. And your special gift for being a podcast listener is 10% off all coaching packages. If you put in either your application to Metamorphosis or your consultation scheduling that you're a podcast listener, we can talk about that discount, that 10% discount and how that will impact coaching prices. All right. I hope that whatever you have on your to-do list today, you accomplish with less drama and I will talk to you next week. If you found this podcast helpful, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Go ahead and send it to a friend while you're at it. Thank you. My mission in life is to liberate women from the limiting beliefs that are holding them back from living their fullest, most joyful lives. If you'd like to learn more about my work, check out my website at www.amandaryanfear.com where you can find links to join my free private Facebook group and to learn more about working with me.